This is an ABC podcast. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the best half hour of your life. This is The Shake Up. I'm Dave Marchese. We've got a big weekend ahead of us. We've had a big week behind us. But it's time to really get into some of the big stories that got you chatting this week. And there are some in here that I reckon might fire a few of you up. Ha! Many of us think Gen Z aren't very tolerant. And now a survey has proved it. Elon Musk has owned Twitter for less than a week and already things are changing. Guitar lessons. But I don't want guitar lessons. On Triple J. Yeah, there's been so much heavy stuff that we've covered on Hack this week, but we're focusing on some of the lighter stuff on the shake-up, but that does not mean that it's not controversial. So let's stir up the controversy with some of the most controversial commentators out there. They are. Nah, they're chillers. Firstly, someone back for another crack. You know him, love him from TikTok, Instagram, host of Pedestrian Daily Podcast. Louis Hansen, how the hell are ya? Dave, it is a pleasure to be back. What are your plans for the weekend? I'm not sure. I think I want to let my hair down. Oh, really? I think so. That seems very unlike you. I know, right? To let your hair really down. Really out of character. <laughs> and a shake-up first-timer who's joining us as well. Another social media delight, comedian, actor, writer, Samantha Andrew. Welcome to the shake-up. Hello, hello. When you just spoke about um, Gen Z and talking about this being a light topic, I can now imagine all Gen Z as being like, you're actually cancelled for that because it's actually pretty hard to be Gen Z and we shouldn't be tackled with a light brush, yeah? yeah. It should be a dark brush, actually. Oh, it's really hard. Oh, no. I've can- I'm cancelled before the show even started. Hey, it had to happen. Hello. Just hello. you wait. Hello. Just hello. you wait. Samantha, we're so glad to have you. Louis, we're so glad to have you. And remember, I want to hear from you too if you're listening. If you've got big opinions, get in touch. Let's get into it. Pat, Elon Musk has owned Twitter for less than a week and already things are changing on Triple J. Yeah, he's having a good laugh on his own Twitter account. He calls himself Twitter's new complaint hotline operator. But there are some serious shit going down at Twitter already since Elon took over the reins. Bosses have already been fired. Thousands of others are expected to go. And those fancy blue ticks that everyone wants, get ready to pay for them. Hack. Let me ask you, should I keep the Twitter going or not? Keep it going? It was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think that was, that was a mistake because it, uh, it alienated a large part of the country. Billionaire and Tesla CEO Elon Musk now owns Twitter. So within Australia, it's probably one of the uh, least popular countries for Twitter to operate. The three biggest social media platforms in the world, one is controlled by the Chinese, one is controlled by Mark Zuckerberg, and one is controlled by Elon Musk. One user tweeting, quote, Elon now controls Twitter, unleash the racial slurs, and then tweeting racial slurs for Jewish people and black people. These have been retweeted and shared thousands of times on Triple J. Yeah, how do you feel about this new social media overlord, Elon Musk? Maybe you love him, you think his ideas are great, this is going to lead to more free speech, or do you reckon it's going to have the opposite effects? Give too much power to a billionaire? A lot of people with those comments. Let me know. You can call in 1300-0555-36. You can message in as well, 0439-757-555. And if there's anything you'd change about Twitter, I'm keen to hear about it. If you were Elon Musk, what would you do? Let's get into it with our Shake Up crew, writer, presenter, Louis Hansen and actor-comedian, Samantha Andrew. Louis, I had a quick look and Twitter does not seem to be your most active social media account. 
You- <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what does that mean? No, correct. <laughs> I'm, I personally am terrified of Twitter. <laughs> I'm terrified of Twitter. Are you Gen Z? <laughs> no, I'm, so I'm, I'm 27. I'm a 95 baby. So I think I'm uh, on the certified border. millennial. Well, Goa? We'll, is that- we'll, get, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, but, true. So you're in that kind of age group though where are you a bit concerned about the opinions that fly around and what like things can be misrepresented or misconstrued? Is that what freaks you out? I think so. And I think I'm just terrified by Twitter because I just feel like everyone has something to say. And uh, it doesn't take long for me to, when I'm scrolling through Twitter, to just, for it to turn into a bit of a doom scroll. Yeah. Um, there's not much happiness that I see on the app, if I'm honest. <laughs> what do you think of Elon Musk's big changes that he's announced? I think because I love a bit of drama and chaos. Okay. And because I'm not, uh, you know, that fond of the app myself, I think I find the chaos quite funny, <laughs> particularly surrounding the blue tick fiasco. Oh. I just find that quite, a, you know, hilarious discussion to be having. Well, you're a blue tick on several social media sites. So, you know, you understand what it's like to have that power, right? <laughs> and would you pay for it if you had to? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I need to pay my rent, yeah, you know? fair enough. Yeah, I fair need to enough. save my money for like 3 a.m. chips after the club, you know? Hey, um, you got to do it. Samantha, Andrew, what about you? Are you into Twitter? Absolutely not. But <laughs> I did make, here's the thing, though. I made an account because I went, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to post funny tweets, do some comedian tweets. And then a few months later, I logged on to my account and it's been fully hacked and taken over <laughs> by like a female Texan bodybuilder. And I'm like, you are the Samantha Andrew now. Go forth, my queen. Go get your blue tick. So hold on. Get your money. <laughs> what's happening? Are they like posting all this stuff? They have taken it over because I went, wait a minute. What's this highly saturated photo <laughs> of a tanned body that's not mine and my twitter's been taken over and because i just don't get it i've gone all right and just kind of left it you know thrown my hands up and gone whatever but i'm not a big fan of twitter either um I kind of put it in that same uh, boxes like Facebook where I'm like, uh, isn't it dying? Is it just going to die? It's so interesting. We've got some uh, texts on the text line here. Mortimer says, do Aussies outside of media circles actually care about Twitter? Let Elon bicker with his countrymen. We can sit back and giggle. Another person says, what I would change about Twitter, I'd change their ownership from a narcissist. Okay, that's someone's <laughs> opinion there. It is interesting because Twitter's not as popular here as it is in some other countries. Like it's only the eighth, I think, most used social media site in Australia, which is pretty far down the list. Do you feel that Twitter is a bit of a closed group at the moment, Samantha, that people who love it, love it, but everyone else feels pretty out of the loop? I would say so. And I have some mates that are pretty passionate about it. And I've got some comedy mates that, um, you know, have built a real kind of personality online and people, you know, are are waiting for what they're going to tweet next. But I know the people that don't like it. I I feel like there's no middle park. You're either kind of really in it and obsessed with it or you're like, nah, it's not for me. Elon's got a lot of big plans. Like apparently he wants to get rid of advertising on Twitter. Louis, does ads on social media infuriate you or is it just something that you're used to now that it's just... Because I remember like when they first started to come in, everyone was like, this annoys me. Do you think much about them now? Yes, I'm annoyed. I'm constantly (laughs) in a state of annoyance, um, particularly on Instagram. Um, And all of the suggested posts from people I don't follow popping up on the feed, I just... It makes me feel messy. My feeds are clutter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's what a lot of people would think. Samantha, we spoke to an expert on free speech earlier this week who said 
Elon's claim that this is going to lead to more free speech on Twitter doesn't quite stack up because what yeah. might happen is that if there's more hate that's allowed, it'll hinder the free speech of others, that there are others out in the community who might not feel comfortable speaking up at that point. What do you think? Well, yeah, I, I you know, when I instantly heard the idea of having to pl- pay for a blue tick as well, I think that's extremely problematic. I, I guess I wonder, like, what what does having a blue tick on Twitter mean? Does it come with mm. added advantages? Because there's not that much of an advantage having a blue tick on Instagram or on TikTok. But, but is there something more legitimate to the blue tick on Twitter that's so desirable that people would want to pay for it? Well, couldn't everyone just have a blue tick in the sense that shouldn't the blue tick just say that you are verified to be that person? Like, not that yeah. you're mm. a celebrity or you're a big notable person, but just to verify, yeah, like on some sites, like if you verify, you can say, that's me, I've given some identification or whatever, and it just... Yeah, sh- like on Tinder. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Louis, mm. did you do you think that kind of might work? That could be a good idea? Yeah, completely. I mean, I had the same... Or are you like, no, only the celebrities get the blue ticks, thank you. Uh, the glorious... The influencers. <laughs> the demise of the influencers. No, I, I had the same thought as Samantha. I mean, like, yeah, at the end of the day, you really have to think about what what is so desirable about the blue tick? What does the blue tick serve? For some people, is that a way to feel powerful? And if so, maybe that's just not a healthy thing. I, I think... Yeah, maybe the blue tick should just be a thing where once you've verified your account, um, you, you get a blue tick. But um, to think that people would pay for a blue tick uh, almost in a way to elevate their their status is just a, a bit weird to me. Quite dystopian, I feel. Yeah, Tara in Melbourne says blue tick posters are given priority. They'll come up on people's feeds higher and more often. Uh, I didn't ooh. know that. I didn't know that uh, at that's all. That's interesting to know, right? Someone, yeah, especially if, you know, paying for one means that you'll be able to dominate the feed. Mm. Someone else says five million Twitter users in Australia, nowhere near as bad as Facebook. Blue tick has more features. Another person says blue tick posters, oh, sorry, says bring on the open platform as long as all sides are given a voice. And another person says Twitter shouldn't have restrictions on what can be said unless it's illegal. What about Donald Trump? Samantha, are you... Um... <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm his biggest fan. No. <laughs> yeah. But there are, like, thoughts that we might see him back now that Elon's on board because uh. he said in the past, oh, it was a mistake to get rid of him. He has kind of hinted, though, Elon Musk, that we he won't be on in the next few weeks, not before these big US midterm elections that are going to happen. Um, is that a concern for you? Oh, Donald Trump is like the kid in class that constantly makes fart sounds with his <laughs> armpit and everyone goes, yeah, we get it. And then he just keeps doing it and keeps coming back. I don't care. I'm sick of hearing about him. He can do whatever he wants. Like, he's probably going to return. I just try and ignore all of the, the news about him. I'm a bit over it. Look. Sorry, I really shut that question down, didn't I? I went, <laughs> no, no, I'm not answering like, that what one. A <laughs> stupid question, to be honest. <laughs> Louis, any thoughts? We also saw Kanye um, uh, tweeting yeah. again. Um, he was tweeting again over the past day. Elon Musk has kind of said, oh, that had nothing to do with me. I didn't, I didn't do that. That was all decided. Like, his ban was lifted before I was in charge of Twitter. Um, what do you think? Should there be, like, restrictions on who's allowed to use Twitter, who's not? Uh, honestly, it just seems like a huge bin fire at the moment, doesn't it? I, yeah, I mean, look, I, I completely think that if, you, if you're spouting uh, like completely like anti-Semitic, racist, homophobic stuff, get your booty away from the app, um, particularly if you have a huge platform. Um, but 
Oh my god, this is why I stay away from Twitter. The app is on my phone, but I choose to not click on it. It's funny. It's funny that everyone like has it on their phone, but it's not a lot of people that actually really engage with that. Although some people, even if they don't tweet, like to get their news from Twitter a lot. Like they'll log on, they'll have a mm. look around. Got a lot of messages coming through on the text line. Someone says the blue tick now has some more benefits, better range, less restrictions, longer videos. So it makes sense it becomes a payment system. Another person mm. says blocking advertising on Twitter is as simple as blocking the Twitter accounts. Another person says, I like Twitter because I feel like I can interact with an online personality on there. I feel like I'm actually speaking to the person and hearing their genuine opinion rather than just some person who runs their account. That's interesting. Mm. That was kind of the thing, I think, when Twitter started and people were realising there weren't too many people on Twitter. So you could just hit up like the president be like, hey, what's going on with this? Because there were like seven <laughs> people on there. Um, but that's kind of changed a bit now. Anyway, it's time to move on. Hack. It's being dubbed the rise of the yips. Young and liberal progressives. On Triple J. Yeah, it's easy to think that as humanity grows and new generations take over, that we're getting better at a lot of things. We're becoming more educated, more open-minded. Or maybe not, because some new research says while Gen Z might be more progressive on some issues, they might also be more closed-minded than their parents or even their grandparents. And it's got a lot of people talking. Speaking as a millennial, I can tell you, Gen Z, Gen Z, whatever you want to call them, they've gone so far to the left, they're basically far right now in their beliefs. They, they don't want to hear anyone's opinions. They will shut everyone down if you don't agree with them or if they don't agree with you. When things go wrong, when you disagree and you get cancelled by your peers, the pylon is so huge. Generation Z are very much like Generation X were disagreeing 100% with everyone who came before us. The difference is, I think now, is that we have much more shared space because of the online world. The, the pylon is electronic and it's anonymous. So why do you miss school? Thanks to social media, they can just block people, they're stuck in their echo chambers. I cannot stand them. I think they are ingrates. I think they are privileged. <laughs> I do not like anything about Gen Z. On Triple J. <laughs> Listen to them fire up. Gen Z. Shaped by COVID and the rise of social media this generation, yeah, this new research was done by Channel 4 in the UK. It found that young illiberal progressives, yips they're called, are more likely to think people deserve to be cancelled. They won't put up with opinions that are different to their own. Gen Z, what do you think about this? Stand up for your generation. Or maybe you can't because you agree. I don't know. A Gen Z more closed-minded? Get on the phone, one 300 you can message in as well, 0439757555. Please, if you're Gen Z, I want to hear your comments on all of this, this fighting, this rhetoric, these vile words being thrown around. Let's get into it with our Shake Up panel immediately. Writer, creator, Louis Hansen, actor, comedian, Samantha Andrew. Samantha, I want to start with you. I think... What are you? Are you? you have, what generation? <laughs> what am I? What, yeah. what, what are you? Great question, actually. What about I've to you? I fooled the nation. <laughs> I am unfortunately. Well, actually, is it unfortunately? I don't know. Are we cancelling Jen said I am a millennial cusp. Me using the word cusp as quickly as I can, but I'm on the cusp. Um, clearly, fourteen-year-old girls thinking I'm cool on TikTok make people think I'm Jen said But unfortunately, me and my keep calm and carry on posters are a millennial indeed. <laughs> you know all of your Harry Potter references. I've got, and all, I did. 
a thing in my doggo friends, literally. <laughs> YOLO. Um, YOLO. Well, listen, you and Louis must be both, like, really on the cusp, right? On the cusp, Like, really, yeah. like a year or so out of being Gen Z. Yeah. What yep. do you reckon, Samantha? Like, do mm. you think younger people in general and I mean there's not just a clear line obviously there are younger millennials are very different to older millennials like that's a whole different generational difference in itself but do you think younger people are more (sighs) closed-minded That's a huge question. Um, <laughs> and whatever you say me, yeah, is no, no, the law. Well, that, that and it is the law. No, Cancellation. Look, I don't know because I, yeah, I grew up in a time. You know, we were still kind of in that era of children should be seen and not heard. And I grew up like I, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but slightly politically passive in my teens. Whereas the teens that I and I used to work with kids as well, teaching them the teens that I see now are extremely passionate and hell bent on what they believe in. So I at least go. At least they're passionate and caring about something. And I think with with a lot of the agree, um, opinions that they have, they're really on the money, but then there can often be um, the other side of that coin as well. And, you know, I experienced um, on TikTok nearly getting cancelled by a whole bunch of teens for the most – I don't know if we have time for this video, uh, story, so you can just cut me off. But basically <laughs> these teens tried to cancel me from Ireland, which is so bizarre because what? I did a video um, where I pretended to eat all of these – like. Well, I was sorry, I was eating all of these candies from Ireland and I ate wine gums, which are enjoyed in the UK and Ireland, and I was eating them and then I pretended that they were alcoholic and I was like, I'm really drunk anyway. My name is Samantha Andrew. Good night. And so many of them were commenting, being like, this is so rude. This is all us Irish people are not drunks. You know, we need to cancel this woman. And they all just started following suit and then it spiralled out of control and I had to take my comments off. And that was pretending to be drunk from eating a lolly snack. Yeah. Look, I didn't realise you'd had so much lived experience, um, but thank you for sharing and opening up. Thank That's... you for being so open with us. No, oh, thank that, you, guys. That sounds yeah. so true. Traumatic. Uh, we've got a lot of messages coming through. Someone says, tolerance is a paradox. We can't have a truly tolerant society because eliminating intolerance requires more intolerance. That's mm, deep stuff. Whoa. Sometimes the text line really pulls through. You're like, oh, what's going yeah, on? Wow. These people are all philosophers. Yeah, that's Nick in Tasmania says, Dave, are we sure this study is not just Gen Z trolling the pollsters? That would be in character. I know because there are some Ooh. surprising results, which I'll get to in a minute, that makes me think maybe, maybe it is a bit of a troll. Another person, how are the yips any different to saying that the likes of Donald Trump shouldn't be allowed on Twitter just because you don't agree with their opinion? Look, we've got heaps of opinions coming through on this. We've also got some people on the phone line as well. Tom's on the line. Tom Bo, what do you reckon? Hey, great to have you on. Um, what I reckon here is that this study, um, it does sound like a really bad rehash of the paradox of tolerance, and I also think it's a bit of a load of crap. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I'm a progressive. I'm super happy to self-identify as that, and I've had probably tens of thousands of political conversations in North Queensland over the last five years. And what I can say is that progressive politics boils down to two basic facts, that all lives have inherent value for them because they are someone's life and that all people's lives should be valued equally. Now, if we look at progressive politics through that lens, when people say you're being intolerant of my beliefs, you're being intolerant of whatever, what that generally means is some cover for, oh, you don't like it when I say a bunch of racist stuff. You don't like it when I talked badly about people based on their sexuality or gender identity. And you're right, I am intolerant of racists and sexists and uh, transphobes, homophobes, or a lot of them. 
because those politics, when you boil those down, when you boil down racism, sexism, whatever, the end result there comes down to the basic core beliefs that those values would put some people's inherent worth above another group of people. Interesting, and Tom. Completely. Um, and and, and that with progressive, progressive politics. and that's so why you think it kind of cancels out. I get it. That's like an interesting take. We've got Will on the line. I want to see if Will agrees with Tom. Will, what do you think of this study? Um, oh, I, te- I tend to agree. I think um, the Gen- the Gen Z has um, we've probably been um, spoon fed <laughs> our whole life, and um, we've probably had a pretty simple life. And um, the parents and the people that have come before us. They've lived through tougher times. We've had a pretty easy time, and we probably are a bit privileged. And um, yeah, we think we're right. Probably that's that's what I've probably come to think. Oh right. Well, well I, I think that a lot of people are probably going to agree with you, especially maybe some older generations are on the text line now, going those bloody Gen Z. But listen. Hey, Will, we appreciate your thoughts as well. Will and Tom, very very insightful there. Louis, what about you? I mean, half of the people surveyed thought that some people need to be cancelled. But when they were asked about cancellation, there were some big admissions, like an 18-year-old said, yeah, we just cancel people for the sake of wanting to keep a trend going and to have some drama. Um, I don't know, do you think younger people are a bit confused about cancel culture or are too quick to cancel? What do you reckon? I mean, yeah, I, look, I would, I would agree that people are too quick to cancel away from like huge topics around like surrounding say like racism mm-hmm. sexism homophobia i'm talking like the samantha andrews of the world that get cancelled for eating wine gums but that's the thing about that is that mm-hmm. when we use the word cancel it's kind of like you use it in the same breath as like it could be someone for something really horrible a racist attack or whatever you're cancelled or it could be to samantha about her very benign joke you're cancelled it's the same word that gets thrown around completely and sometimes do you reckon maybe it loses its power or its meaning i think so i mean look if the tiktok uh, comment section is anything to go by it can be a really scary scary place with a, a lot of you know uh you know predominantly Gen Z people coming forth with with an idea that they think is the absolute 100% um, correct, uh, you know, idea and refusing to hear other people's um, beliefs, which, you know, I guess carries on through um, every generation as well. Um, but, yeah, I guess with, with cancellation, there's no uh, real acknowledgement of, um, you know, the fact that humans uh, can grow and it doesn't uh, allow for, you know, real reparation to take place. Um so, yeah, I do think that people can be too quick to cancel. Interesting. Louis, well, let's go to another caller. Chelsea's on the line. Chelsea, what do you reckon this whole debate? I think that this whole debate, like, it really is just dependent on where everybody's grown up and what's happened in their own life. Like, So you reckon it's it less to do with be... the generation, more to do with your individual it's... circumstances? Yeah, well, you can't just bait. Like, yeah, some people may see Gen Z as, you know, ungrateful, privileged and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people didn't grow up privileged. Like, they didn't grow up in great circumstances. Like, you've got to see it from other people's point of view as well and not just go as a whole kind of thing. No, there's a lot of generalisations that are being made, Chelsea. That's an important point that, you know, everyone has a different experience of life. Thank you so much for calling in. Another interesting thing that I found in this research that really kind of 
blew me away was this statistic that apparently 60% of 18 to 24-year-olds in the UK think having a strong leader who does not bother with parliament or elections is a good way to run the country. What do you, what do what? you think of that, Samantha? Like, well, that well, dictator? I'm going to absolutely um, hit that tennis ball right back to you and go, what do you mean by that? Like a genuine question. Not involved in all and not running any election per year. Well, that's just that's, democrat- that's what the line said. It said a strong leader who does not bother with parliament or elections is a good way to run the country. I don't know. When someone said earlier, could this be a massive troll? It's a statistic like that that makes me think, you know what, maybe it is. Um, yeah, well, I'm not sure. Yeah. There was another interesting part that said more than half of respondents think older generations worry too much and exaggerate the effects of social media. Do you agree with that, Samantha? Oh, I don't know. Like, yes and no. But I think, like, I understand that a lot of Gen Z have been, you know, basically brought up online but you know it's like what I was hearing before when someone called up and was like oh you know they've had they've had it really easy and their life's been you know um like they've been very privileged I I I disagree with that as well and you know in the same way and I'm going to make a sweeping generalization here in the same way that like my they didn't but my parents bought our house for a dollar it seems compared to what I'm going to be able to (laughs) buy a house for a dollar (laughs) fifty and I don't know. I just feel like maybe we maybe we shit on Gen Z a little bit too much, and maybe that's why sometimes they can get a bit dramatic because maybe they don't maybe they don't feel heard. Someone, I don't know. Someone on the text line says, "Is this study trying to cancel Gen Z?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah it exactly. seems like it. It seems like it. Everyone, everyone's just going to cancel each other. Yeah, what the hell? Until we're all cancelled. Someone says, "Cancel culture." We have two ears and one mouth, and it should be used in that ratio. Another person says, "Tried and true millennial here." I just think Gen Z is calling out the other generations on their bullshit. And somebody mm. else says, "Canceling someone cuts out education. Every action has a reaction, and hostility gets no one anywhere." And don't get a start on Generation Alpha. They're up and coming. We don't know anything about them yet. Pack. There's a notice. Guitar lessons. And you go, pardon? What guitar lessons? On Triple Jack. Yeah, did you hear this one? TV presenter James Corden has admitted to stealing a joke from comedian Ricky Gervais. During a monologue on The Late Show, James Corden made a joke about Elon Musk that was suspiciously similar to one that Ricky Gervais made back in 2018. It's a whole big thing. And it got me thinking, do you know a joke stealer? Or do you have a mate that steals some of your sayings or whatever? It happens to me all the time in the Triple J office. Can I just say, I'll hear another presenter on air using one of my things. I'm like, what? I called one out the other day. I was like, what's that? That's mine, I think. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? 0439757555. Louis Hanson, Samantha Andrew. Louis, did you see this big controversy? What did you think? I did. And and I found it quite funny um <laughs> well that's a, they're comedians so they'd love that yeah no they, they'd love that I, I mean the the joke itself that was used was very clearly uh, a carbon copy of ricky gervais's joke um it was nearly word by word um but yeah it really did um make me giggle because it's i feel like it's rare um for that to happen um between two kind of high profile comedians um because that kind of stuff happens online so much i feel has it happened mm. to you yeah absolutely what people absolutely. you stealing or people stealing yours people stealing mine oh, of course, no, yeah. he, uh, of course. He, here's the thing about me oh <laughs> i will absolutely i'm an original content creator I, I i stay in my lane and i don't i will say that i i do think that 
it, it's nearly every idea is an iteration of something that has come before us. Of course. Do you know what I mean? So there's always going to be various iterations of similar things online. Um, but there was, and, and if I do see something that is very, very similar to mine, I usually, you know, just mind my own business. But like a couple of weeks ago, I called someone out for the first time. I slid into their DMs because they used, they took a video of mine um, and used my voice uh, over the video and then just copied my video frame for frame. No. With my voice, <gasps> lip syncing to my voice. And they had a bigger profile than I did. And I just DM them being like, literally at least use your own voice. Like That's crazy. That's wow. brazen. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll just use the voice as well. Um, Samantha, we're running out of time, but just quickly, has this ever happened to you in the, in the comedy world? It has. Yeah, it, it has. It's happened on TikTok quite a few times and I'm the same. I stay in my lane and, um, you know, I if, if people copy me, I'm like, okay, it's frustrating when it's someone with a bigger platform and then they've taken something in one of my videos and made it a whole thing and it's gone more viral and I go, oh, whatever. I guess imitation's the highest form of flattery. Oh. But I guess it exists on a scale as well, right? Like a comedian using a random joke and then one day it, you hear it another day at Edinburgh Festival and you go, oh, okay, that's the same joke. That's a bit different to like if you've got a joke or an idea for an entire show and that gets stolen from you, that can be like, that would be heartbreaking if someone stole your intellectual property in that way. But I think because we label it as a quote unquote joke, it's meant to be light and it's funny and get over it. But I think joke stealing and idea stealing would happen so much more than we think. And I'm scared of it happening in a big way in my mm, career. It definitely but. does. Well, look, that's all we've got time for on Hack for Today. It's gone so fast. Louis Hansen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having and me. And Samantha Andrew, thank you very much for joining us for your first time as well. Thank you very much. As all millennials said, I did a thing. <laughs> you did, <laughs> did a thing. I did a thing, guys. We, I did Triple J. It was a thing. Hack on Triple J. Big thanks again to our Shake Up crew, Louis Hansen and Samantha Andrew, and to the hardworking Hack team. That's all we've got time for on the Hack Podcast for now. I'll catch you next week.